0: Eric writes in to ask this, Pastor John, I've heard many times how we are to forgive ourselves, but I can't find a biblical text to back this statement up. Where are people getting this idea of forgiving ourselves from?
1: Well, I share Eric's perplexity about the language of self-forgiveness. I've never preached that anybody should forgive themselves. At least I don't remember ever saying it. And I've never used it as a way of dealing with my own self-hatred or condemnation or, or or whatever that it's supposed to deal with. And the reason is mainly, I don't think it's in the Bible. And the reason I don't think it's in the Bible is that I think it would be intrinsically confusing about the nature of forgiveness, if it were. Um, Maybe the reason the Bible doesn't think in these categories of self-forgiveness is that to have forgiveness, you need a person who has been wronged and a person who did the wrong. So, I insult you. You are insulted. Now, apologies and forgiveness can happen. I can say to you, a different person, I'm sorry. And you can say, To me, a different person, I forgive you. But when we talk about forgiving ourselves, who's the one doing the wrong and being wronged? Ordinarily, when someone talks about forgiving himself, he means forgiving himself for something he did to somebody else. So Jack insults me and then apologizes and I forgive Jack. Then why would Jack forgive Jack? when Jack didn't insult Jack. that That's how forgiveness works, and that's what I mean when I say it would be intrinsically confusing. It breaks down the clear categories of what forgiveness really is about. It starts to muddy the waters of what forgiveness really is. A wronged person forgiving a person who wronged him, not a, a wronging person forgiving a wronging person. That doesn't make sense. But those who use this, confusing way of talking, are really dealing with something real. (laughs) They're trying to get at something, right? Uh, And what is that? Well, when I search biblically to try to find, where's a biblical paradigm to deal with what these folks, I think, are really trying to deal with? The closest I can find is 2 Corinthians 7, 8 to 10. So Paul has uh, found the Corinthians at fault. They've sinned, and he's written a tough letter to call them out on it and to summon their repentance, and they do repent, and he's clearly forgiven them that he's not holding it against them. And here's what he writes, even if I made you grieve with my letter. So he, he stung them with his, his rebuke. I made you grieve with my letter. I do not regret it. I rejoice not because you were grieved, but because you were grieved into repenting. So, in other words, they saw their wrong, they apologized to the appropriate person, they received forgiveness. And then he goes on, For you felt a godly grief, so that you suffered no loss through us. For godly grief, remorse, sorrow for something you've done, godly grief, produces repentance that leads to salvation without regret whereas worldly grief produces death ponder what paul means by godly grief and worldly grief the one leading to repentance and life and the other leading to Death. I think this is very close to what people are dealing with when they speak of the need to forgive themselves. They mean they need to move through worldly grief over sin to godly grief over sin and beyond into life and freedom. And the difference is a grief that leads out of death giving self condemnation to life giving acceptance of. God's, and in this case Paul's, no condemnation. The biblical way out of death with this so-called self-forgiveness is to humble ourselves and admit we have no right to take the role of judge and pronounce the death sentence on ourselves. That's pride, to think that we can hear God's verdict of not guilty or our friend's verdict of not guilty, that is, I forgive you, and refuse it, we refuse it, and set ourselves up as the new judge and pronounce a death sentence over ourselves. The the biblical problem with that is not a failure of self-forgiveness. That's not a biblical category. It's an arrogant failure to trust in the free verdict of God, no condemnation. So my closing word is, let's humble ourselves and step down off the judge's seat and let God be God in his pronouncement of
0: no condemnation. Amen. That's a great word, Pastor John. Thank you. We are now closing in on 700 episodes in the Ask Pastor John podcast archive now at desiringgod.org forward slash askpastorjohn. There you can listen to our most popular episodes we've played, and you can search all the episodes we've recorded. You can send in a question to Pastor John. You can download the apps that we have. You can subscribe to the podcast feed. You can do all of that from the landing page at desiringgod.org. And tomorrow we will be back with John Piper. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. We'll see you then.